After age 50, if you do no strength training whatsoever, your body loses 1% of its muscle mass each and every year. If you never pick up a weight, you never pick up any resistance band, anything like that. So I don't want to have that muscle loss because that's when I'm going to start to have problems with posture and alignment. I'll have trouble getting from a seated to a standing position and back down. And then my life will be a little bit more limited. Hello, and welcome back to the Mindset Mastery Podcast. On the show today, we have owner of Refine From Within, Kristen Herlihy, to talk about the three key pillars of our health, fitness, nutrition, and mindset psychology. Kristen combines her expertise as a licensed psychotherapist, certified personal trainer, and certified family nutrition health expert to help families and busy mums integrate healthy lifestyles into their homes. Kristen helps people reset recharge and renew from within and create sustainable change to your health and well-being. Kristen, welcome to the show. I'm so glad to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm very excited to be here. I was very drawn to your Mindset Mastery podcast because mindset is just, it's one of those really interesting areas that I think a lot of people really want to learn more about and learn how they can help themselves. So I'm glad to be part of that process here today. Yeah, that's wonderful. It is such a massive topic and we cover so many different areas of it in the show and it's really exciting. So today we are going to cover those three pillars that we talked about. But to start with, could you tell me a little bit about your background and how you got interested in all these things and what brought you to what you're doing now? Well, that's an interesting journey as it is for most women. I am a mompreneur, so I am a mom of two And I started off in my career in psychology, in clinical social work. So I was working with families and just really busy on the go all the time, burning the candle at both ends, putting all of my service in output and not a lot in input, and just seeing that slow weight creep over the years, gaining those pounds, feeling slower, just not having a lot of energy. I was getting those colds. That used to be maybe two, three times a year. We're now hitting me five, six, seven times a year and just knocking me down. And I just, you know, I was working really hard and not even focusing on my own mindset and my own self-care. And then I got blessed and had not one, but two little people. And that's really when things changed for me because I really started to see that you know, how I take care of myself affects the quality and my ability to take care of my children. And so that's when I started to look into the, I had always been into fitness, but really just wanting to see, you know, beyond losing weight, you know, how could I also change my body to help reduce stress or to interact with other people, have those social interactions that are always so refreshing. And then from there, it just naturally turned into, well, geez, you know, I'm trying really hard to take care of myself. I'm trying really hard to get safe and effective fitness in. Now what's happening with my food? You know, am I just eating a lot of the same old processed foods that aren't serving my body well? So that's when I started to focus again on nutrition. And that's, you know, it's really where it comes full circle. I really stress not only in my own life, but with my clients as well, the cohesive fitness approach in terms of psychology, how we think, nutrition, how we fuel, and fitness, how we move. You know, I find that 
if we start with just one area, as I did, like, oh, I'm just going to help, you know, take care of myself, do a little more self-care. It was almost like a whack-a-mole approach. Like you ever see that carnival game where that mole pops up and you got to hit it with that oversized hammer. And just as you're about to get it, it disappears. And then another one pops up and another one pops up. I think that a lot of times when it comes to self-care and especially mindset, we look for that quick fix approach. We're always trying to go with the newest, the latest and the greatest. But that's not really what it's about. Mindset is small, little changes each and every day, helping that integration. And that's how I came to the journey of Refine From Within. Yeah, that's awesome. So we're going to break down those three different pillars. When you work with people, is there a particular order that you look at them in? Do you look at the mindset psychology first or is it really just looking at each part individually and then working on that full circle approach you're talking about I really start where they begin you know sometimes people will come to me and say you know I really want to join your fitness class how can I learn more sometimes people will come to me and say you know I just had a baby and I want to be able to eat well and, you know, have healthy eating habits for when my child is starting to eat table food, what can I do? And then I have people that say, you know what, I just, I get in these funks and I just can't get out of it. You know, how can I just change the way that I think in order to change the way that I feel? So for me, I really start where they're at because again, in order to move the needle, it really doesn't matter where you begin. It just matters that you begin. So, you know, maybe they'll go ahead and try my fitness class and they'll have that win. They pick up the heavier weight or they show up to class when they really don't feel like it, but then get that adrenaline rush and feel so much better. And then they have that win and go, wow, if I can do this, what else can I do? And that's when they start to learn other areas of wellness. So wherever they show up, whether they're sending me an email, tapping me on the shoulder in the gym or joining a class of mine, that is the best place to begin. And that's where I meet them. Yeah. Fantastic. Let's break down those three things. Let's start with the mindset psychology. So what is important for people to understand or start to integrate into their life to make a change in that area? I think when it comes to mindset, a lot of people are thinking, you know, if I just do this one thing, if I change my mindset in this one area, then everything else is going to just fall into place. But what I always try to emphasize is, you know, if you're trying to change a habit, whether it's, you know, having negative self-talk or having a limiting belief be part of your mindset, whatever that is, I always say to them, look, it took weeks and months and years and decades for that habit to develop. Why do you think it can change as quickly as it as you want it to? We all wish it could happen faster, but it's not going to. So and give yourself that grace of time and of patience to really try different things. You know, for example, journaling. Journaling can be a really effective way to start your day. You know, I love to get up in the morning. I have my agenda. I try to write down five positive things that I'm thankful and grateful for that day get my agenda set. I know who I'm going to see, where I'm going, what I need to pack and get the day started. For some people, they don't want to do that type of work. They don't want to sit down and do any kind of gratitude journal. They maybe want to sit down and have a mindful moment of deep breathing and some meditation, or maybe they just want to sit and have a cup of coffee by themselves 
for 15 minutes without turning on an email or having somebody, you know, ask them for something. So, you know, when it comes to that mindset, I say, look, what's one change that you can do to help yourself tomorrow? And what do you think that, you know, what is it that you want to do? And not to be taking these broad, I don't take broad strokes of the brush. I'm not a rip the bandaid off kind of approach. I want to make sure that it's something that they can try that's challenging, that they can see a difference. And if they don't like it, then go ahead and switch to something else. Because I tell them it takes about 30 days for you to try a mindset change in order for you to go, okay, all right, this is a, I can get a habit now. I sort of get it. You know, so I always say, give yourself about a month to give it a try. Maybe if you're going to try journaling or you're going to go for a walk in the morning or you're going to wake up and have a big glass of water and then meditate, you know, whatever it is, give yourself about a month. And if after a month you like it and you, you want to do that more often than not, then there's your new mindset. If it's not for you, push it aside. There's 99,000 other things that you can try that can work. So I always tell them, you know, when it comes to the mindset shift, give yourself the grace that you are changing a habit that took many, many moons to create. So give it a little time to really settle in and see if it works for you. Yeah, that's fantastic. Why do you think it's important to have a morning before you jump on your emails or social media to have that time to yourself to start the day rather than getting up fully wired and just going for it? Well, again, that's a, a shift that someone has to make the choice for themselves. Some people like that adrenaline rush. They want to get up. They want to have that cup of coffee. They want to go out for that run, whatever it is. They want to get their day started. For some people, they need a bit of a quieter, smoother entry into their day which is totally fine. It just matters to you that you really sit with it and understand what is most beneficial for you. For me, you know, I don't even drink coffee. It's kind of weird, but I don't. <laughs> and I just love a nice glass of water. And I love to just ease into the morning, do a nice time of exercise by myself. And then I feel like I can start my day on those days when I sleep in or I, I don't get a sound breakfast or I didn't get that workout. That's when I feel a little bit off. So for each person, they really have to try and see what works for them. And it's that mindset shift. I have some people that say, oh, well, I'm not a morning person, so I could never exercise in the morning. So that's just off. Take it off the list. But then I say, well, when was the last time you tried it? Never. Why would I? try? No, I'd hate that. Why would I try that? If you've never, I hate to sound like my mom, but if you've never tried it, how do you know you don't like it? Try it, you might like it. So that's how I ate probably 80% of the vegetables when I was a child. So, you know, it's okay to try something a few times and see if you don't like it. You know, for example, I don't particularly care for running. You know, that's not, that's not my jam, but I'm into fitness. I'm a total fitness nut and I love all different forms of exercise except running. It's just not my jam. You know, I will do it. If the ice cream truck is driving away, I will run, <laughs> you know, and I have cardio fitness. It's just, you know, I don't particularly enjoy that modality, but I tried it to make sure that I came to that conclusion rather than having that limiting belief of I'm not a runner. Yeah. You know, I'm a, I'm a fitness buff who doesn't really care for running, yeah. but I'll do other things. Yeah, that's a really great explanation. So let's talk about the fitness side of things. And I noticed you talk about low impact kind of workouts. Tell me about your process. Well, my specialty in terms of fitness is perinatal fitness. So women who are pregnant or newly postpartum, and then anyone north of 40. 
So what I have found, and again, you know, when I was in my 20s and teens, even, you know, I was doing those high impact aerobic style classes. I don't know if you remember step aerobics, but that kind of high impact pounding of the joints type of classes. And after a while, I just really thought, you know, is there a way to do this and still get the same cardio benefit, but without having to slam on my joints? I'd like to keep my joints in my body non-metallic, non-plastic for as long as I possibly can, you know, and a lot of the people that I train have already had these issues. They've had knee replacements, they've had hip replacements. So, you know, they're not looking for that style of workout either. So what I specialize in is low or no impact classes. And I show people that there are very safe and effective ways where you can get that cardio benefit you can grab a weight and change your range of motion in order to work the muscle in a different way, still get that core and pelvic floor focus while still being kind to your joints. So that is what I like to specialize in. And I always say to people, you know, unless you're training for the Olympics, give what you can in the workout. You know, the people training for the Olympics, that's their job. That's what they're supposed to do. So there are going to be those days when maybe you can give 75%, but you know what? That's something. So meet me and I'll be there for you. There are going to be those days where you totally crush it and you give 100%. You're going to be high-fiving yourself all the way out. And then other days where you're just dragging in and you're doing something. It's okay. And that's where I think sometimes in the high-impact world, unless you're given 110%, you're kind of feeling left out. But in the low to even no-impact world, you can start where you're at and still get a great workout. Yeah. I think it's important to remember too, if you just turn up and do something, that's better than doing nothing at all. Cause then you still are building that habit. You're still doing something good for your body. And it's sort of, like you say, getting stuck in the, I can't give 110% today. If you're tired, still turning up, it's still doing something really good for your body. But what are some of the workouts that you do? What are some of these lower impact exercises that people can work on? Well, it's interesting that you were saying that about coming and giving something. I don't want to jump over it because it actually has something to do with mindset because your body's going to get used to what it is, what it's experiencing and what it's doing. So if it's used to sleeping in and not doing that workout or skipping the workout on the way home from work, that's what your body is going to get used to. So even if you come in and lace up and you walk through the workout, you don't do any impact, and maybe you pick up a lighter set of weights, and that's okay. You're still going to train your brain and train your body to go, okay, we work out, we exercise, we take care of ourselves. So even giving a little bit is that mindset shift that's so important when it comes to fitness. Yeah. You know, sometimes with low impact, you know, to give you an example of, you know, like a jumping jack, a standard jumping jack, hands over the head, feet out wide impact up and down. It's a great cardio workout. It's a great agility drill. I mean, this is why we do it from, you know, primary school all the way up into the military. It's a great form of exercise, but what if it's hurting your knees? What if it hurts your shoulders to reach up and overhead? So what I show people is that you can also do your arms opening and closing at the chest at nine o'clock and three o'clock at that level. If your shoulders don't allow you to reach overhead, if your knees or your hips don't like that impact, you step out one leg at a time rather than jumping both feet out at the same time. So that's an example of just one of the cardio moves that 
I show it three different levels and I say, you know what, have a conversation with you and your joints and they'll tell you what to do. If you ignore your joints, they only get louder, you know, and then you can't ignore them. So listen to what your body needs. And then that way you're going to have the better, safer workout rather than, you know, I'm not into the, you should be on the floor in a puddle of sweat at the end of the workout. No, you should feel energized to get through your day and feel fantastic, not burnt out, depleted and defeated as if, you know, you've, you've completely burnt onto the floor. No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So what are some of the things that you have in your workout routine? So I always focus on cardio strength and core. So cardiovascular strength, these are types of the, the drills that are going to get the heart rate going, but impact if you want or need it. A little bit of impact goes a long way. I always say the impact sort of like your spice cabinet. A little bit goes a long way. So how, mu how much heat you wanna have in your workout is how much impact you're gonna do. So cardiovascular uh, strength is very important because here in the United States, cardiovascular disease is the number one killer of women over age 50. So that is a very important thing that I, I stress and that you know you bring that cardio level and let your, your heart muscle work. And that's what's gonna help that heart be strong for long. I also do strength training because again, after age 50, if you do no strength training whatsoever, your body loses 1% of its muscle mass each and every year, every single year after age 50. If you never pick up a weight, you never pick up any resistance band, anything like that. So I don't want to have that muscle loss because when I have that muscle loss, that's when I'm going to start to have problems with posture and alignment. I'll have trouble getting from a seated to a standing position and back down. And then my life will be a little bit more limited. So I want to have those strong muscles. I'm not talking about bikini ready, but I want to be able to walk on the sand and not have discomfort you know, in my muscles because they're not strong enough. I want to be able to enjoy that time with my kids and maybe someday my grandkids. So we also do a core focus throughout. So it's a lot of posture and alignment, making sure that you engage the core muscles throughout the workout because the core supports the spine, very important. But then in the end, we always do a nice core focus because a lot of the people, they come into class saying they want that slim trim waistline. And I always say, okay, well, we can do that as long as we get the other work done ahead of time so that we can, we can have a strong body along with that toned midsection. Yeah, wonderful. That's so important what you say about the muscles and especially the muscle loss. I didn't know that about losing the 1% of muscle and to be able to live our lives, you know, have fun and be able to dysfunction everyday life. That's so important to be able to maintain that. Mm -hmm. And I always focus on what's called triplanar movement. So we have three planes of motion side to side, front and back and twisty. And I always explain to people, if you lose any of these ranges of motion, you will not be able to drive. And I'll show you why. You move through the front and back plane when you're walking towards your car. You open the car door and you move through the side to side plane when you slide into the seat. And then you move into the twisty plane when you reach over and pull the uh, seat belt down. So I say, you know, we, we stretch and we strengthen and we train in three planes of motion because guess what? That's your life. And if you lose, just imagine if you're not able to pull over and pull down your seatbelt, you're not driving because that's not safe. So, you know, I always make sure that they understand that we move and live in three planes of motion. So if we want to keep that functionality for our body, 
that's how we're going to exercise. Yeah, absolutely. That's a really good way to explain that as well. Yep. Do you have stretching incorporated into your routine as well, just to keep that flexibility and mobility? Yeah, it's really important. And I'm not, you know, I'm not Cirque du Soleil. I can't do a split. You know, I just want to be able to reach down and reach my feet so I can put my shoes on without having to ask for assistance at some stage in life. I want to be able to run in the park with my kids without pulling a muscle because I reached a little too far. So I actually spend a little bit more time than most people doing that dynamic, that moving stretching in the beginning of the workout so that as your body's warming up, that heart rate's coming up, your um, breathing's getting a little bit more, the body temperature's coming up, that we do some nice moving stretching. So nothing held, nothing static. And then at the end of the workout, I do a lot of stretching again. This is the static held stretch because now your body's warmed up, those muscles are warm and they're able to hold a stretch. An effective stretch can be about seven to nine seconds. But sometimes, especially depending on what we do for the workout, we might need a little bit more attention for a stretch. You know, maybe we need to stretch the hips a little bit if we did a lot of squat work. If we did a lot of push-ups or something, you know, upper body, we might need a little bit more shoulder stretching. So I always make sure that, you know, I'll hit a stretch a couple of different ways because some people don't feel comfortable in one stretch position, but that doesn't mean that that muscle doesn't need the stretch. Just means we need to try it a different way. So we do. Yeah, that was fantastic. So let's move on to talk about some of the nutrition points. So for you, what is the first starting point when you're looking at someone's nutrition to find a nutrition plan that works for them? Nutrition is an interesting thing because I always want to make sure that people are eating healthy more often than not. You know, I'm not a eat this, not that kind of person because I like birthday cake. I like pizza. You know what I mean? I went out this afternoon with my little ones. We walked down to the ice cream store. I got one of those little mix in things. Yum, yum. So, you know, I am a real person who eats real food and it's not realistic because I never want to be restrictive when it comes to eating. Again, when we talk about that mindset shift, sometimes people say, well, I, I can't eat those kind of vegetables. I don't like them or I'm not vegetarian or there's no way I could do a cleanse, you know, and they sort of get that mindset limitation. It shuts them down. So I say, well, okay, you don't, you don't want to be a bunny rabbit eating a salad three times a day. Could you eat a salad three times a week? Well, yeah, I could probably do that. And then the door opens, then we can take that walk and just see. There are certain things that they're going to like. I always stress, you know, having half your plate be fruits and vegetables. Those phytonutrients are rich and our body knows what to do with them and knows how to digest them. The standard American diet, we're really lacking in nuts, seeds, and beans. So I always say, you know, how can you throw some nuts, seeds, or beans onto your plate? Healthy protein, you know, plant protein or animal protein, they're always really good choices. I find that for a lot of my, especially women, when they want to lose weight, what they do is restrict their calories rather than change the quality of calories. So they feel hungry and it feels awful when really they should be doing more focused eating on heavier proteins and really getting those rich proteins into their body, doing more weight training. And a lot of times they think, well, less is more, you know, if I intake less, then, you know, what my body, you know, really needs, I'll be better off. But 
it's really, it just, it changes that mindset to, you know, being less. And I hate that word of less. I just say, well, how can we make you feel better? How can you feel more energy? How can you feel more focused? How can you have better concentration? You know, we all know what hangry is like. We all know what that means, you know, in the afternoon when we kind of slump. And, you know, I always think about what did I eat right before this? You know, did I have enough protein? Did I have enough complex carbohydrates? And, you know, usually I think, oh, well, that's where it was. You know, I had a salad that was great, but I didn't put any protein with it. So this is why I'm hungry now. Or did I have enough hydration? A lot of times dehydration can look a lot of different ways. It can give you that brain fog, that lack of concentration, the irritability, a lot of uh, digestive issues from lack of hydration. So, you know, I always focus to say, well, what can we do differently so that you'll be able to see if it's making a positive difference? You know, not everybody wants to eat seaweed every day. It's a very healthy green, but that's not for everybody, you know, but what can you eat that's a healthy green? I can do spinach. Great. Let's start there. Can you eat spinach more often than not on most days? Yes. Okay. We start there. And again, it's those small micro wins that they have that really make them go, you know what? I can do this rather than I just have to get through day 28 of this restrictive eating plan. And then day 29, I can't wait to go out with my girlfriends. Yay. You know, no, <laughs> I'm not about that quick fix. I'm about how you can be healthier more often than not have those little wins so that it's going to draw you back. Your body is going to crave what it's used to eating. So you have to change it slowly so that your body feels, okay, all right, we need to eat this. We can have that every once in a while, but we need to have more of this because this makes us feel better. So, you know, it's a, it's a mindset shift that is, is a slow process, but an effective one. Yeah. And that ties in as well to the just turning up and just doing something, some small thing that's better than doing nothing at all. Almost making it like a, a little challenge just to get those good healthy foods into your meals instead of, like you said, restricting for 28 days because then we're going to fall back into the old habits mm -hmm. that feel good and feel easy and, and what we're used to. So that's a really good approach. And anyone can lose weight on any one of those type of, you know, two, three, four week type fixes. But you're really doing yourself a disservice if you don't learn how to integrate those healthy meals into your regular day. You know, sometimes you're eating different foods that you're like, eh, I'll do it for the, the plan, this eating plan, whatever the challenge is, but I don't really like this. You know, but are there some things that you did like? There are some things that you really can integrate in and have a couple times a week so that you have that healthy integration. You know, these, these plans where it makes you feel badly about yourself or you feel like you're restrictive or that you're punishing yourself, why wouldn't you celebrate on day 29 of the 28-day plan? <laughs> I mean, what else would you do to be like, yay, I'm free of those chains? And nine times out of 10, the weight that you've lost will come back plus about 20 to 30%. So that's where people then say, ah, oh, you know, and they're right back where they started, if not a few steps back. So you've learned healthy ways to eat. How can you integrate it every once in a while so that you can get better used to that? Yeah, that's fantastic. So if people want to work with you, find out more about you, where can they go? Well, I would love for them to visit refinefromwithin.com. 
I do corporate wellness programs. So I love reaching out and sharing this knowledge with corporations, with their employees, partners, or clients. They can also join. I have a fitness class here. What is 6 a.m. in the U.S.? What time is that there? <laughs> I don't know. Sometime time in the evening. Yeah. <laughs> Sometime in the evening, but it would be a great time for them to do the evening workout. But heading to my website or even to my Instagram at Refine From Within, I love to give tangible tips and skills so that women can have takeaways each and every time they interact with me, whether it be virtually or in live person. So, you know, we want to be able to have those small little pieces of information to go, wow, I can do that. So if I can do that, what else can I do? So those are great ways to connect with me through the website or through the Instagram. Fantastic. And we will put those links in the notes below if anyone would like to go and have a look at those. And also tell me about the program that you're working on at the moment. Well, I have a program that will be starting in the new year. It's a nine-week program. It's my signature program, Refine From Within, where I take people through three different stages. The reset phase, where we kind of slow things down, see where things at, what's your baseline, focusing on psychology, how we think, nutrition, how we fuel, and your fitness, how you move. Then I show people how to recharge. I help women take it to that next level, challenge themselves, and then renew. How can you help into that healthy lifestyle? And I know a nine-week program can sound kind of intimidating. That's a long time. So what I'll be introducing in November is a free Facebook group where people can interact with me. They can see me. They can hear me. They can ask questions and learn a little bit more about how I work. I know the cohesive approach might seem a little bit different. Health coaching is one of those myriad terms that you really have to see and understand in order to, to figure out how it can work in your life. So whether they come in for that free Facebook group in November or join me full throttle for the nine week program starting in January, 2022, it sounds weird to say, Yeah. Um, you know, I would love to meet with them and they can always do a free discovery call with me too. That's available on the Instagram as well as the website. I think you know, sometimes just sitting down and realizing, wow, I can do that one healthy change let me see how that makes me feel. And then they want to come back for more. Yeah. Wow. That's wonderful. So final question. If someone takes one thing away from this episode, what would you like that to be? Ooh, good question. Again, you know, mindset is one of those myriad things. So if you do nothing, you will change nothing. If you do something, you have the possibility of something changing. So make one healthy choice give it a go, really give it that go and try it and see how it changes. If after, you know, three, four weeks, it's not for you, then try another one and another one. You know, if we do nothing, nothing's going to change. But if we do something, imagine what could change. I love that answer. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Kristen, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's been awesome to talk with you. Thank you so much, Rachel. And thank you for putting the Mindset Mastery podcast out there. I know all your listeners are benefiting. If you would like to reset, recharge and renew from within, head over to Kristen's website, which you can find in the show notes below. Doing nothing will change nothing, but doing something will give you the possibility of making great change in your life. 
If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with one person who would also find value in what we talked about. I can't wait to have your company again next week. And until then, remember, we are only limited by what we believe we are limited.